Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Lauren. Our pronouns are she, her. And this is Demythifying. The podcast where two best friends talk mythology, go off on tangents, and hope to bring a little bit more forgotten magic to the world. Hi, Lauren. Hello. It's been a while since we did a pure demythifying episode and we've been really, really busy. So this one will be kept short and sweet. We still love flowers and I can confirm that Jack Grealish has yet to buy me any, but I do hold out hope, although maybe not right now because he is a little bit busy. Well, I sent you that newspaper article about a woman who is, I think, 39 and she does all this stuff to try and be an ideal wag. And she has got her eye on Jack Grealish. So you could you could beat her out. That's for sure. I've got I've got competition is what you're saying. (laughs) I wouldn't call it competition, but I don't know. Maybe Jack Grealish would. (laughs) For Christmas last year, my brother gave me a book in which I found this story that I wanted to talk about today. It's the story of Dionysus and Ampelos. So I've seen two versions of this. He's Ampelos in one version and Empelos in another. And I know, I kind of know as soon as I sent it to Lauren that I've mixed up both spellings throughout this story. Yay. So I'm probably going to mix up both pronunciations as well. So this story gave me an idea for this minisode. As with all great ancient Greek stories, more than one version or ending they just love to keep us on our toes when we try and research don't they I kind of love it though I like that I can always discover new versions of stories that I know or I think I know so apparently the this is originally mentioned in Ovid but I've only got Metamorphoses and I couldn't find it in that it's the only one I currently own but I will change that next year so my sources have come from online and I've since read that the story was created by a later poet, potentially. What I can find is that in both versions, Ampelus was a young satyr whose youth made him appear quite beautiful because they're always beautiful. He caught the attention of Dionysus and the two embarked on a love affair that it described as intense. Now, Lauren, can you tell me, have you ever had what can be described as an intense love affair? I would say yes. I don't know if other people would say it, judging by one of the people involved. But yes, it was my, yeah, I would say one of the great loves of, one of the great two loves of my life. I would say we had a very intense love affair. Mikey Way does not count as a love of your life. (laughs) (laughs) He totally does. (laughs) Well, I haven't. And I feel like I've missed out. Quite frankly, I feel like I've missed out. Ampelus and Dionysus have this intense, great love affair. Dionysus would visit Ampelus in the wilds of Thrace, where he lived. From all the sources, I get the impression that they spent a lot of time together. Ampelus joining Dionysus in his revels, Dionysus shunning his crew to be with the young satyr often. While being young and pretty, the satyr was also considered reckless. That is something that both versions mention. So the Ovid story details that Ampelus climbed a particularly tall elm tree to reach a vine, which was sacred to his lover, when he fell to his death. Dionysus was so heartbroken by his young lover's death that he immortalised the satyr in the stars. So Ampelus was made into the constellation Vindemitor, the grape picker. 
presuming that's how you pronounce it, probably completely butchered it. So see what I've done here. I've actually managed to merge both our mini-sode subjects into one, just for you, Lauren. Yay, I do like that. Ovid's story was the same for about four centuries, but then came Nonus, the poet from the fifth century, and he describes the story with fresh new details. He describes the fall not being a tragic accident, but rather the story that Nonus weaves is a tale that Selene was partly to blame, and also the part of the blame lay in Ampelis's arrogance. Having looked ahead in the notes, I actually do know this story. I have seen bits of the story places, so I'm very excited for you to, to tell it to me so I can just sit back and enjoy a story that I've, I sort of know. So in Nonus's story, we have Ampelis riding a bull, and while riding, he looks up at the moon and he shouted out to Selene. He challenged her to do her worst to him because that always ends well, doesn't it? Why would you do that? He offended Selene, stating that he had horns and rode a bull while she was a horned goddess who had a team of bulls. But I don't get the point that he's trying to make. Like His point is, what, what do you achieve by that? And it's just a really stupid thing to say. Like, I, I just don't get it. Honestly, I don't know what, like, what is going through your mind. So you're riding this bull. You're riding this bull. You look up into the moon. And for what reason? Like, why is he trying to provoke this goddess? I don't, I don't get it. So maybe that's youthful arrogance or maybe it's boredom. Who knows? Whatever his motivations, it worked. He offended Celine, And in rebuttal, she sent a gadfly down to antagonize the bull that he was riding. So stung repeatedly by the gadfly, the bull went mad. It charged through the forest, throwing Ampelus from its back and goring him to death. So in this version of the story, Dionysus turned Ampelus into the first grapevine to to memorialise him. The juice from the fruit, which was used to make wine, was the blood of the young satyr. This is giving me slight Jesus-y vibes with the idea that Jesus' blood is wine as well. I wonder if that's kind of where they might have taken it from. Possibly. I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mythologysource.com goes on to discuss that this story seems to be created by Ovid, which he did often do. And I'm adding this in because I did find it a really interesting thought point and discussion point. So on the website, it discusses that the death of the lover seems to be out of place compared to more the more ancient of the myths. And I quote, The accidental death of Ampelus in Ovid's version, for example, seems out of place among other myths. In Greek mythology, it was much more common for a god's lover to die because of another deity's actions or a long-established fate. And actually, this is possibly created by Ovid to describe the constellation. So Nonus's version is more in keeping with the ancient myth. Although in Greek mythology, Selene wasn't necessarily seen with horns, but the moon goddess in Egyptian myths was and Nonus was a native of Egypt. What I found most interesting about this story was the fact that Ovid wrote a story that became so popular that it inspired its own retelling because that's what he did with loads of other myths. He retold other myths for his modern day audience. Obviously it's not modern to us now but at the time it was his modern audience. I was looking for paintings of this and I found a painting of Dionysus, Ampelus and Ariadne, which was on Reddit by Ryan Driscoll. And I think it's really cool. I didn't find 
a source where Ariadne was around at the same time as Ampelos, but, you know, artistic license. They've put the three of them together. So you've got Ampelos with the horns. You've got Dionysus in the middle holding the goblet. And you've got Ariadne on the side. I think it's really, really pretty. I think that Dionysus looks quite androgynous as well. There's like a little bit feminine about him. Yeah, I can see that. I like the blue sky and the kind of like the grapevines and all the grape being spilt. Yeah, Ariadne looks like she's looking at Dionysus. I think Ampelos is looking at Ariadne and then Dionysus is just in the middle, just oblivious. I think as well, there's probably some kind of symbolism to the pictures in the front. Like there's grapes, there's some blood and a couple of other things. But I'd need someone to kind of talk to me a bit more who knows more about this stuff than I do. Well, there's a scorpion. Yeah, there's there's obviously lots of other details. But can you see there's a bull on Dionysus's goblet? Yes. So it's very clever. It's a very clever painting, probably a bit too clever for me because I'm not (laughs) I'm not blocking all the references but it is very very clever painting the V&A also has some drawings and there's one that's Dionysus and Satyr and this Satyr is sometimes identified as Ampelus and this is by Jan de Bishop I'm going to say that's pronounced and this is from the mid-17th century and it's part of a bound book of 140 drawings and there's Dionysus standing up with something in his hand I can't quite tell what it is from the picture I'm looking at and then a satyr crouched down next to him but Dionysus looks very useful I thought he was holding grapes but it looks like it could be grapes it could be a number of things and it looks like the satyr is looking at the grapes I've just made the picture bigger it is grapes I think it's grapes yeah it's definitely grapes and then he's got that kind of crown of of plants around his head and the leaves I think that's to symbolize the fact it's very clearly meant to be Dionysus yeah I would say so it looks like it looks like the kind of drawings that the people who sit in the V&A drawing the pictures of the statues make yes I'm always impressed by that I saw loads today it was brilliant No, I, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And I'm quite excited to, I'll have some, something up my sleeve to do a mini side where I'll pretty much just tell you a story soon. <laughs> Wouldn't that like, be nice? I happened to to find it and I liked that it was LGBT and I liked the fact that you know, it's a little teaser. It's a flowery one and, or plant-based one. And I liked, it. yeah, I thought it was a nice little teaser. I definitely have more flower-based myths up my sleeve, so... Bring I'll them. definitely I'll definitely tell you a story soon. Bring them on. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Follow us on Instagram at demythifying the podcast for more Olympus-based content. And if you're liking what we're doing, please rate us and subscribe. Also, check out our website www.demythpod.co.uk. If you have any stories you'd like us to cover, pop us a DM or email us at demythpod at gmail.com. See you again next time and check us out wherever you get your podcasts. She's been Charlotte. I've been Lauren. And together we've been demythifying. <laughs>